0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, could you put your hands together right now for Pastor Raju, who he comes to preach today? Thank you, thank you, Pastor David. My microphone is on now. Yes, thank you, thank you. What an amazing church, eh? We we, we are part of an amazing church. Which every time the mission pre- presentation happens, I'm so delighted, and especially Richie Miang, uh, especially Miang, to to really uh, hear your uh, real passion. Coming out, um, you know, I come from a. I've been a Christian for a long time now. Uh, you might not be able to tell, but um, <laughs> uh, but what I when I came to this church, I've been part of different churches uh, uh, for years past. Um, but when I came to this church. I, I come to realize that our missionaries, that every, all the missionaries, all the missionaries, I have, lo- I can see a lot of missionaries here. Can you please stand up one more time? I'm sorry, but can you, missionaries, all the mission missionaries, thank you, thank you. Yeah, great. Let's give them, thank you. God bless you. You can sit down. All the missionaries we have here are actually a legend. They are amazing missionaries. But you don't see them. They, they are not like a celebrity concept. You know, people have uh, celebrities. They, they go around thinking, oh, I'm a missionary. I'm this. But they are so humble. And too great to know these yes, people yes. who are humble, who are really. And I, I respect that. So I just want to say thank you for your heart. And I'm learning a lot of things from you. And as a young person, to really come in contact with you all and have a fellowship, it's a, it's, it's a blessing. God yes. bless you all. Today I'm going to read from Matthew chapter 15, Matthew chapter 15 verse 21 to 28. Very familiar passage and I'm try, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'll try to speak as quick as I can and then we're also going to give opportunity for people to come forward and we want to pray for individual people. So let's read Matthew chapter 15 verse 21 to 28. I'm reading from NLT, New Living Translation. It's an anointed one. <laughs> Then Jesus left Galilee and went north to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Gentile woman who lived there came to him pleading, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, for my daughter is possessed by a demon that torments her severely. But Jesus gave her no reply, not even a word. Then his disciples urged him to send her away. Tell her to go away, they said. She is bothering us with all her begging. Then Jesus said to the woman, I was sent only to help God's lost sheep, the people of Israel. But she came and worshipped him, pleading again, Lord, help me. Jesus responded, It is It isn't right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. She replied, That's true, Lord, but even dogs are allowed to eat the scraps that fall beneath their master's table. Dear woman, Jesus said to her, Your faith is great, your request is granted, and her daughter was instantly healed. Amazing passage of Scripture. Today, I have titled my message. It was really difficult to come with the title. So I have titled my message, Walking Towards Our Miracle. How many of you want to experience miracle in your life? As a believer, we want to experience miracle in our own life. And today, there are a few steps that we can actually take Towards our miracle. And number one, simple, simply come to Jesus. The woman came to Jesus pleading, have mercy on me, Lord. And what we realized that this woman, she was a Gentile woman, and the problem was at that point, because she being a Gentile, as well as being a woman, it was culturally really difficult, she was in a very difficult position. And she was a woman, she, she should not actually directly approach to a man at that, in that custom. But she let go all those preconceived ideas, the culture, and she came to Jesus, even though she might be ridiculed, she could have been, like the disciple actually said, sent her away And she knew that that will happen at that time because she was a woman and she was Gentile. And so even putting all those things aside, she came to Jesus and she begged Jesus because she had her daughter was demon-possessed. And the interesting fact is, not only that, but there is a little bit of problem here. She came to Jesus... And she said, Son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David. The title, Matthew, is actually writing to a Jewish audience. And the Son of David was actually a Jewish title that the disciples of Jesus and the Jewish people used to call to connect Jesus to the line lineage of David, King David. So it was actually... A Gentile woman coming to Jesus saying, Son of David. Where did she got this idea from? Because Gentiles will not approach Jesus as the Son of David. They wouldn't even know because it was a Jewish title. And the Son of David has a connotation of he is the Messiah because he is the one that came through the lineage of David and he, through him, He he will save the people. So she was coming to Jesus, even though wanting whatever she is wanting, she is actually wanting miracles, but she came to Jesus as pretending that she is a Jew. Because obviously, the son of David is a Jewish title. So she thought, probably thought, that If I say the son of David, if I use as me being part of Jewish culture, I will be probably accepted more than just coming to Jesus and saying, Jesus, can you please heal my daughter? So she was actually pretending to be a Jew at that moment, whatever was going on with her. And she was not even a God-fearer at that time, because she was, in, in, in the Old Testament... In Jesus' time, there were people who actually came to Jesus. They were Gentiles. They might be Gentiles. They might be other religion. They came to Jesus, and they accepted part of the religious rituals that Jewish people did, part of it, and they came in to become a proselyte who was actually, they were not Jewish, not born Jewish, but they follow the Jewish God, and they were called God-fearers. In Acts chapter 10, Cornelius was a centurion who was a God-fearer. He feared God and he was, he was actually he actually accepted Jewish tradition and he came into that uh, culture. But this woman was not. She was still a Gentile, according to the Bible. So she was pretending at that time. And we also see that disciples were very annoyed because firstly, she is claiming to be who she is not. Secondly, she's used the Jewish title, the son of David. And now disciples are saying, can you please send her away? Because she is actually annoying us. She's keep on begging. She's keep on asking. Can you please send her away? Because she's not a Jew. And Jesus, at that moment when the woman asked for help, Jesus was very quiet. He didn't say a word. That's what the scripture said. And you don't find Jesus, when someone asks a question to Jesus, someone comes to Jesus, Jesus is always there to answer. He will say something. In this instant, we see Jesus is pretty quiet. He didn't say anything until disciples are saying, send her away. Get her out of here. You know, sometimes we are like disciples, isn't it? When people come to Jesus and people we see they are different than us, they pray differently, they sing differently, they do things differently, and sometimes they are so full of faith, or they might not be full of faith, but they are just different. And what happens is we can be like disciples and, and despise them in our heart. Disciples actually despise her at that moment. But Jesus, thank God for Jesus, hey? Yes. Jesus actually yes. spoke up. He said, then Jesus said to the woman, I was sent only to help God's lost sheep, the people of Israel. Why would Jesus say that to a Gentile woman? She came to Jesus saying, the son of David. But he said, Jesus wanted her to know that you don't need to, in order for you to come to me, you don't have to actually pretend. You don't need to pretend to be someone else who you are not. You just come to me as you are. Come to me as a Gentile woman. Come to me as a sinner. Come to me as whatever you are. You don't need to pretend. And that's why Jesus wanted to really uh, prune her, saying, look, I am sent to the lost sheep. I'm sent to the Israel people of Israel. I'm not sent to the Gentile. He didn't say, I'm not sent to the Gentile, but he implied that until he wanted her to know that she needs to come to a place where she knows who she is, she really is, and her need, what her need is. You know, Jesus want the woman to know that she is pretending to be someone she is not. And until she realized that she needs to come to Him in truth, she is not going to get further with her request. She is a Gentile woman. She is spiritually unclean because Gentiles were considered as unclean at that culture. She needs to accept that she is spiritually unclean and therefore far away from God. And she needs to realize that. We need to realize that ourselves. Of course, we are born again believer and our spirit is saved. But sometimes we can be unclean too. We live in this world and the world actually, even though we are not of this world, but the world sometimes rubs on us. And we need to constantly come to Jesus, not pretending who we are not, but to come to Jesus and say, Lord, I messed it up. You know, I messed it up. I done things wrong. In my life, I have done this wrong. I have done this wrong. And of course, you might have done a lot of things right. Thank God for that. But when we mess up, we come to God and we be vulnerable and truthful to God saying, Lord, I'm here. I don't want to pretend anymore. I'm open to you, Lord. We can't actually truthfully pretend isn't it in the sight of God God knows us God knows everything but it is us at times we think we are pretending we can go to God pretending being someone who, are, who we are not but we need to come out of that mindset when we are in the presence of Jesus we see ourselves clearly in Hebrews t- chapter 12 25 it says the writer of the Hebrews says make every make very sure that you never refuse to listen to God when he speaks what he's talking about is when God God still speaks every time right now the God is speaking to you through the preaching of you his words and you just need to we just need to be open to what God is saying what happens is sometimes we are so full of ourselves that you know when god speaks to us we are not willing to listen we're not li- willing to act that because sometimes it might be hard or difficult sometimes we might we might think what other people going to say to me if i go in front for prayer what other people going to think about me and we are so aware of ourselves that sometimes we don't want to move forward we need to, when God speaks to us, we need to learn to listen. Isaiah, in the, in the Old Testament, Isaiah saw, in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 5, it says, "He when, Then I said, Isaiah said, It's all over. I am doomed, for I am a sinful man. I have filthy lips, and I live among people with filthy lips. Yet, I have seen the King, the Lord of Heaven's army. Isaiah saw his shortcomings and sin. He admitted his sin and God cleansed him. When we come to Jesus and see our need of him, we are walking towards our miracle, our breakthrough. So when we really, God speaks to us and we see ourselves and when we really admit our weakness, and our need of Him, then we are actually walking towards our miracle. Number two, the woman worshipped Him. Number two is worship Jesus. Woman came, even though Jesus said that I'm only sent to the children of Israel, I'm not sent to Gentile, my time hasn't come yet. She, instead of saying, oh, okay, Jesus, that's, that's fine. That's fine. That's okay. I will, I will probably go to someone else. I will probably go and, 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 you know, do something else. She continued, the woman continued pleading, saying, please, please heal my daughter. And she, instead of taking offense of what Jesus said, she went and worshiped him. Bible talks about worship Him. She is getting closer and closer to her miracle. Because instead of running away, the worship is something is beyond just coming to Jesus. We can come to Jesus and we can come to church and we can finish the church service and we can go home but yet not worship him. It's a possi- possibility that we are not actually worshipping him. Worshipping, what is worship? I believe that this was her turning point. Woman just realized that she needs to accept or worship the Messiah, to call him with conviction as a son of David. Rather than earlier pretending who she is not, she suddenly realized, I actually need to worship him. I actually need to worship means surrender my life to him so I can convincingly, with the conviction in my heart, call him son of David. In John chapter 4, verse 23 to 24, Jesus' Jesus' conversation with Samaritan woman God the Father, he said, God the Father is looking for true worshipers who will worship him in the spirit and truth. Amen, amen. True worship is giving God our deepest affections and our highest praise. Yeah, in Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4 to 5 says, Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord alone, And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. So true worship is when the worshiper completely surrenders to the object of his worship and accept the attitude of a subject of his mercy and grace. When the worshiper is in this attitude, miracle will take place. It is not easy to reach to this place of complete surrender. As human ego gets in the way, we must pass through our ego to a place where we are humble enough to recognize our need of God and allow our soul to give way to the Holy Spirit's conviction. It's almost like, as a human being, we have this ego. And, and, and our ego does not allow us to completely surrender our life to God in worship. Worship is not only a singing song in church. When people are leading, we're singing song. That singing song, that's part of the worship, but not all worship together. Worship is a lifestyle that we live. Because you know, today's world, as 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 a believer, as a Christian, we need to live a life of worship and a lifestyle of worship that when people outside we are we are in some form or other we are persecuted right now for our faith. For what we believe in. Because we value life. And all the law and regulations are coming in. Abortions are legalized. And all these things are going on in our, in, in our society, in our culture. Uh, what is your conviction? What kind of worshipful lifestyle that you are going to live? And if we are nowadays, if we say anything against what the culture is doing, we become... The persecuted one. We will be persecuted for our faith. And and t- I tell you, we are living in a Western society, but Western society, the persecution is very different. It's very different. We We think we don't have persecution here. We have a lot of persecution going on right now Amen. for our faith. We need to stand to our conviction. We need to stand to what the Word of God is saying to us. And we, in order to do that, we need to have a worshipful lifestyle. We need to really know our God. We need to really know what God is saying to us. We really need to live a life. The, our nation needs people who are completely surrendered to God and to His Word. Our nation needs people who are full of faith, like that woman, who will not give in, who will not give up, but constantly crying out to God, Lord, help our nation, help our system. Lord, give us courage to speak up. Give us courage to live a lifestyle that will honor you, Lord. And there are other forms of persecution that are coming to us as well for our faith. We need to stand strong. So that we need the worshipful lifestyle we need to live. Amen. Number 3. Amen. Number 3, humility towards Jesus. This woman not only came to Jesus, she not only worshiped Jesus, but she humbled herself. Yeah, right. And Jesus said he he actually said it's not right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. Can you imagine, you, you go to someone and you ask for a bread and the person says, no, 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 it's not good for me to take my children's bread and give it to the dogs. How do you feel? How do you feel? Insulted. Insulted. Right? And, 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 and we think... I don't know whether Jesus is insulting her or not, but it was. If I hear that word, I will be really insulted. But but look at this Gentile woman. Look at her response to that. She said, "Lord, that's true." Even dogs are allowed to eat the scraps that fell beneath their master's table. Wow. Wow. Instead of, instead of saying, I'm insulted at your word, now I'm going away. She humbled herself, saying, even the dogs can get the scraps. And I'm even, what she's saying is, even the scraps is available for me. Please give it to me, because I love my daughter, and my daughter needs to be healed. And I'm willing to humble myself to a point where I can get the miracle from you, Lord. If it, even the scraps, give it to me. I will have it. In our society, we live in a society where we are so self-conscious that anything that people say, we take it to our heart and we take insult from one another. And we are not, even if even the truth that is spoken to us in love, we take it as insult. But this woman knew who she is. Now she realized who she was. She realized what she said and who she is. And she accepted, yes, Lord, now finally I know I'm a Gentile woman. I know I am that. I pretended before, but I know that even the scraps that is available, even though I'm a Gentile woman, even though I might be despised by the society, by the culture, but I'm willing to humble myself, Lord. Please, just give me even the scraps underneath the table. I'm willing to take it. And Jesus responded to that faith because Jesus said, She had a great faith. Jesus responded to that. You know, in James chapter 4, 6 to 10, we're not going to read that whole scripture. But in that passage, I'm just going to mention a few things. It talks about, and he gives grace generously. As the scriptures say, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And it's so important for us that I know that today, if I ask you, do you want God to oppose you? Everybody will say, no, of course not. What a silly question, eh? Of course not. But if we are proud, pride, it's actually God opposes the proud and give grace to the humble. I just want to uh, quickly... um, Daniel, would you please come forward quickly? Just—he's he's a man today. He's amazing, right? So, so what, what it means is that just come towards me. So, if we are proud, God actually does this. Come, come towards me. Yeah. He opposes the proud. Come on. Yeah, opposes the proud. Yeah. He's strong now. But, but he gives grace to the humble. That means keep on walking. And Jesus walks in front and takes everything that is opposing you. If you are humble, he walks before you. And he, everything and everyone, thank you very much. Everything and everyone that is opposing you, he removes it. But if you are proud, he opposes you. So my encouragement today is. Humble yourself. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want God to actually oppose us. Right. Humble ourselves. Humility draws God's attention. That's what happened to the woman. She was humble and it draw God's attention. Yeah. And humility attracts, not only God, uh, draws God's attention, but humility also attracts God's blessing. Yes. So we want God's blessing. We don't want God to oppose us. So three things. And God said, dear woman, your faith is great. Your request is granted. And her daughter was instantly healed that very moment. She received her miracle because she was humble. Great faith in this chapter, when we talk about great faith, the great faith is not talking about in size, Great faith is in its duration. It's a difference between God, when God says great faith, he's not talking about the size, big faith. He's talking about the duration, the length of time that you persevere. The length of time that you keep on persisting on, believing on. You know, today, what miracle that you are looking for? How much faith do you have in terms of length? How long have you been persistent in asking God? The persistent faith that is continuous faith, believing in God, despite of in your, despite of, of, of your circumstances, situations. You know, you're going through hardship, tough time, sickness, disease, financial crisis, whatever happening in your, in your circle of life. But what is your faith? The duration of faith, your faith, keep on believing in God. So, number one, I'm going to conclude. Can we please stand, everybody, please stand to your feet? We're going to give an opportunity right now. I've gone very fast, very quick because of time. But, in conclusion, number one point was come to Jesus. In order to walk towards our miracle, we need to first come to Jesus. And at this point, every eyes are closed. I'm going to give opportunity for people who have never come to Jesus yet. You might have come to church. You might have attended the church many times, but you have not actually come to Jesus. You have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. I'm going to give an opportunity right now. We have a lot of people here right now I don't know all of you, but we are to give you opportunity. Anybody, anyone that is here for the first time, or you have come 10 times, 20 times, doesn't matter, but you have never accepted Jesus Christ. You have never given your heart to Jesus Christ. If you are that person, can you please raise your right hand? Thank you for that hand. Anyone else? Anyone that has never accepted Jesus Christ in your life before? I don't see many hands go up, just one. Thank you for that hand. Thank you. I believe that everybody is a believer. I take that as everybody knows Jesus Christ, but we're going to pray this prayer quickly. Repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, Jesus, I open my heart today. today. Please forgive my sins. sins. Come into my heart. heart. I I believe you as my Lord and Savior. Today onwards, onwards, I lead my life life according to your word. word. In In Jesus' name, amen.